and welcome to Aikidapod, a podcast designed, researched, produced, and edited by my students. This is Ms. Thompson, and this is Thursday, March 19th. I'm here to host the last episode of Aikidapod Season 5. Unfortunately, we will have to end Season 5 a little early due to the coronavirus. We usually run the podcast until the Red Lantern is awarded, but our school district made the decision Sunday evening based on recommendations from medical professionals in the area that school should be closed starting Monday, March 16th. Due to the abrupt closing of our school, my students and I were not prepared to finish the podcast from home. Although it seemed a bit abrupt, our school district has done a fantastic job of responding. I do want to take a second to thank the D.C. Everest administrators, tech support, and teachers who are putting in long hours to make sure our school district is prepared not only for us to support students academically, but in so many other ways. We are in this together, and I am confident we will overcome this. We hope everyone is home, safe, and enjoying time with their families. So that brings us to today. How did we pull off one more episode? Good news, you don't have to listen to me for the entire episode. I have some of my fourth graders helping me out today. Our school district is treating the days this week as snow days. We had some left over because, well, we didn't, we had a lot of snow, but it never ended up on a school day and we have some built in. So we are using this week to just kind of take everything in and and let the kids and families relax as our spring break actually starts tomorrow for them. So I had to, with that, my students have not started their home learning or their e-learning yet. We are a one-to-one district with iPads, so they have access, but they aren't actually needing to look at that yet. So I had to put out an all call to my students, which some of them are not on their iPads this week and haven't seen the all call, but, um, and I'm glad that they are off playing and, and being kids. But anyways, I did have multiple volunteers. I have had a couple of different families work together to get this episode recorded. So you won't just hear my students, you won't just hear me, but you will also hear some of their family members as well. How cool is that? Way to work together, guys. Thank you to everyone who took the time to help me out today and to our audience. Thank you so much for your support this year, and I hope you enjoy this modified version of Aikidapod, a podcast about the Iditarod created by fourth grade students, their teacher, and their families. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the race update, the moment we have all been waiting for. Since the beginning of Iditarod 2020, we have a winner. The winner of the 2020 Iditarod race, the last great race, and maybe the last sporting event still going on this year, is Thomas Werner of Norway. Thomas is a 47-year-old, and he is born. In, he was born in England. He started mushing in 1984. This is his second try at the Iditarod. His first time he gave it a shot in was in 2015, where he received the Rookie of the Year honors by placing 17th. He gave it another shot this year, and he ended up our 2020 Iditarod champion. Thomas has many international sled dog racing medals and was the 2019 winner of Europe's longest sled dog race. Becoming the 2020 Iditarod champion is fulfilling one of Thomas's childhood dreams. Congratulations to Thomas and his team for finishing first place with a time of 9 days, 10 hours, 37 minutes, and 47 seconds. Not far behind him was Iditarod legend Mitch Seavey with a second place finish. 
Mitch did a great job of pushing his team right at the right time to work his way back up into second place spot. It was great to see him finish and to chat with Dallas, his son, at the end. Way to go, Mitch. Following the two guys into the burled arch was our first female finisher of the 2020 Iditarod, and that was Jessie Royer. Way to go, Jessie. She's always fun to watch and listen to as she makes her way down the trail. This is Jessie's highest finish on the Iditarod, so maybe next year she will be our champ. Although third place is still something to be very proud of. Congratulations to both you and your dogs. Congrats to our top three finishers. There are many more that have crossed the finish line and still more to come. You can catch all the highlights and finishes on iditarod.com or be updated daily by the podcast iditapod. Good luck to the rest of the mushers who are finishing their race. And as you head home, be safe and stay healthy. Thanks for joining me for today's race update. Hi. And welcome to Meet the Musher, and my sister Morgan will be tuning in with us today. And we will be talking about Meet the Musher, and the musher we will be talking about is... Peter Kaiser, and he is in 14th place at this moment. And he was born in Bethel, Alaska, and in 2005 he worked for Nick. And he's been mushing since a kid. Also, he enjoys boats, fishing, hunting, and more. But anyways, thanks for tuning in on Meet Meet the Musher. Hello, and welcome to a special segment of answering questions from students in other schools around the world. This one happens to be from a student from our state right next door in Minnesota. This is questions from Ty from Grand Marais, Minnesota, a first grader. I have two students, one who is a current fourth grader of mine, as well as her brother, who is a fourth grader of mine last year, who will be answering these questions. Ty has two questions for us today. One question is, how did you get, how do they get their dogs back from checkpoints if they drop their dog? And how many dogs can you have at the end? Thanks so much for your questions, Ty, and here are your answers. Hi, I'm Snowflake. This is a question from a first grader named Ty in Minnesota. How do you get your dog back if you dropped it at a checkpoint? That's another good question. If a dog is dropped at a checkpoint, the veterans take care of of the dog while the dog waits for a ride back to Anchorage, but soon they'll be back with their team. How many dogs can you have at the end of the Iditarod race? Great question, Ty. Well, the most dogs a musher can run is 14. Musher must have at least 12 dogs on the gang line when the race begins and must have at least five in the harness at the finish line. Thank you for the question. This is the end of our episode and unfortunately the end of our season. Thanks again for everyone who tuned in this season. Please keep us in mind next year for your I Did Around updates and news. We had a blast this season and are sad to see it end so quickly. Good luck to the rest of the mushers and please use iditarod.com and listen to our friends over at I Did a Pod podcast and Alaska Public Media where you get some great race in 
insider information from some pretty awesome hosts, Casey Grove and Zachariah Hughes, as well as others from Alaska Public Media, giving you a much closer look at the race. You can get the podcast at the same place you found us, and it's free. We want to pay a special thanks to Iditarod.com, the mushers, and most importantly, the dogs. Thank you to my students who use their snow day, I'm using air quotes here, to research and write and record their segments today. Also, a big thanks to the family members that help them out. Everyone, please stay healthy and enjoy the rest of the race. Thanks for tuning in to season five of Ikitapod. Tune in next year for another season. 